Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 31, verses 1 through 5. In you, O Lord, I seek refuge. Do not let me ever be put to shame. In your righteousness deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. You are indeed my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Take me out of the net that is hidden for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the end of my enemies and persecutors. Let your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I'll make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those that bless you and the ones who curse you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Acts chapter 6 verses 8 through 15. Stephen, full of grace and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, Cyrians, Alexandrians, and others of those from Cilicia and Asia, stood up and argued with Stephen. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he spoke. Then they secretly instigated some men to say, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. They stirred up the people as well as the elders and the scribes. Then they suddenly confronted him, seized him, and brought him before the council. They set up false witnesses who said, This man never stopped saying things against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy the place and will change the customs that Moses handed on to us. And all who sat in the council looked at it intently at him, and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Good morning and welcome to the fourth Thursday of Eastertide. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcast from, broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings, I misspoke while I read. It was Psalm 31, verses 1 through 5 and verses 15 and 16. Uh, and then we also have a reading from Genesis 12 and Acts 6. The uh, Genesis reading is what stood out to me. As you know, yesterday I... I um, talked about the uh, a temporary full-time position that I've taken um, uh, to decontaminate PPE uh, in the help against the, the fight 
to flatten the curve. And it'll take me away from my wife and kids for three, at least three weeks, a little bit more than three weeks. Um, and uh, it carries with it some danger of infection because um, we're going to be working with soiled PPE. Um, but uh, I'm leaving what I know and what I love um, in, in, in search of meaningful work and good paying work. Um, and also, um, I'd be lying if I said that there wasn't some call in me that when this thing started that I wanted to do something. And I think that's true of many soldiers and vets. If there's one thing that they're good at and they're trained at is to respond. Um, sometimes we respond too much. I mean, one of the things that we do in an infantry platoon, sorry, <clears throat> in an infantry platoon is when we uh, make contact with enemy fire, we respond with superior firepower. I mean, if there's anything that we do, it's to respond and react and do something. Um, and so I know a lot of soldiers and veterans are probably quarantining at home and feeling like, you know, kind of like caged animals or something. Like there's something that they want to do. Um, and they may not know what it is, but staying at home doesn't satisfy that that itch, I guess. Um, and I've noticed, noticed that impulse, that desire, especially in soldiers and veterans. Um, and I, I know I've felt it myself, not just with this pandemic, but, um, I, you know, I wanted to return to Iraq without a weapon. Um, as I, I mentioned in Reborn on Fourth of July, my first book. Um, and for that, I don't know, maybe it's the way I worded it, maybe it's just some ingrained thing. Another veteran from a more conservative circle accused me of seeking martyrdom um, as though that was as though that was somehow bad. Um, and uh, it makes it made me think then and it still makes me think of um, a number of veterans, at least a handful, I'd have to look up their names, uh, Christian veterans who have left to go fight ISIS. Uh, some of them were killed or injured, um, but there's something in soldiers and veterans that they want to to fight for what's right. They want to fight to improve people's lives, um, and um, knowing that there's dangers, it looks like you're trying to get yourself killed. Um, and uh, there's uh, there's very small number of people who have voiced to me or Laura that this maybe isn't a good idea, that it's dangerous, that blah, blah, blah. Um, and, um, but I, I mean, when I was going through my CEO application, there's a lot more people who are concerned that deploying to war without a weapon was really dangerous. Um, and the problem with that concern is that that's precisely what our tradition is about is, um, going out amongst the world and um, um, encountering danger and and engaging people despite danger. Um, the, uh, the other day, I uploaded an old episode that I did on the other podcast feed called The Martyrdom of John Allen Chow. And it was this guy, um, I think he was in his 20s, who really just wanted to evangelize this uncontacted Indian tribe off the coast of 
of India. And um, he didn't make it to the island. I think he was killed on the way. And it just seems so naive and like, like, not pointless, but like, he, he, they didn't want him there, clearly. Um, but he felt some call. Um, something was moving in him. Uh, maybe a mix of uh, God and man. A little bit of, you know, some, some measure of hubris, maybe, as there is in me now and when I was trying to get out. Um, but also something divine, something calling to him from outside himself. Um, and it's no coincidence that we also have this story of Stephen's arrest. And Stephen is um, a, a, a Greek... Well, no, he was a Gentile, I think. I know he was a Greek because it's following right after um, this issue with the tables where the Hellenistic Jews and the... Um, the I don't know, I guess just the, the Jewish Jews... Um, they were, um, they're having some amount of dispute. And so the apostles, instead of taking care of, ter- taking care of it themselves, they cast lots to elect others to take care of this mundane, boring, non-glamorous uh, task of settling disputes within the, the body. And no sooner than that happens, Stephen's assigned to, as one of a couple of people to this task, um, he feels something calling within him, and he goes off and engages um, the uh, the the people that belong to the synagogue of the freedmen, Cyrenians, Alexandrians, and others from Cilicia and Asia. Um, none of the apostles asked him to do that. Uh, God only knows why he left that task to go do this thing that was a little naive, maybe a little... Um, a little ego stroking, but certainly dangerous. He didn't know how dangerous. No Christian had been killed uh, for their faith other than Jesus at this point. None of the apostles. Um, and he's martyred and he's killed for um, in hatred of the faith in Odium Fide and becomes the first martyr. Um, and Abram is called out of his countrymen, something inside him called to him and and said, leave what you know, uh, go do this thing and I'll bless you. I'll bless those who bless you, I'll curse those who curse you. Um, there's a certain amount of self-interest in that. Um, it feels good to ha- for somebody to have your back. Um, and it's scary and unnerving to leave what you know. Um, so um, tomorrow I will be broadcasting f- just for a day from Maine, and then uh, I have training starting this weekend. So Monday I'll be, I'll, I'll be halfway through training. I plan to keep the podcast going. Um, I I don't know what what kind of work for the three weeks that I'll be on deployment, so to speak. Uh, I don't know what kind of time I'll have to do podcasts. I'm hoping I'll be able to keep it going. Uh, but I ask that you pray for me and for my family, my wife, and two two kids. Um, that this is something that can be good for us and good for others. Um, that, um, for me, feels very much in line with my faith of um, going out of the way to help people.
people when they need it. Um, we don't have enough protective gear, and that's a shame. And, you know, while we wait for other channels to start creating, manufacturing uh, masks, the short-term fix is to um, decontaminate those that we have. And so this, this is what I'll be doing. There's no small sense of frustration at the, the national um, response um, to the pandemic, um, but I can complain or I can put my boots on and start getting shit done. Um, and I think that a lot of other people besides myself feel very similarly. Um, and so I appreciate your prayers for me, my family, and all those who are doing what they can, not just with decontaminating masks, but also those on the front lines, especially health care workers um, and uh, those who are falling victim to the virus and their, their family also are very much in need of your prayers. A prayer for the mission of the church from the Book of Common Prayer. Ever-living God, whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ, inspire our witness to him, that all may know the power of his forgiveness and the hope of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PewPewHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with the recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia. <laughs>